This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. This is uh, Michael Gomez's book, He's Changing Our Country Marks, right? The Transformation of African Identities in the Colonial and Antebellum South. Brother Gomez up at New York University taught at Spelman for a while. Chapter four is called Praying on the Bead. Chapter four, Praying on the Bead, Islam in Early America. It, among other things, he's got a table in here, for example, percentage of, uh, percentage of Africans imported into North America from regions containing Muslim populations. The Senegambia, that's Phyllis Wheatley's people, where, where Senegal is now, almost 15%. Sierra Leone, 15.8%, almost 16%. Gold Coast, so-called Ghana now, you know, Ajwa's people around it, uh, 13%. Bada Benin, Bada Biafra, that's all Nigeria now. 28, almost 29%. What Gene just brought up, reminder from when we talked about that, was these Africans who were Christianized, they forced them into Christianity. Many of them were Muslims. One of the way African Muslims hid their prayer practices from these dumb social structure white Christians who think they Christianizing them was to hide their prayer practices in the hymns. And when I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, it's the first prayer of the day for the Muslims. It's the first prayer of the day for the Muslims. But they hid it in the Christian song. Y'all. What was that? What was that, uh, uh, Karen, about, about a month and a half ago as you were reading through uh, Zoe and Elhurst that you don't know us Negroes? Stop trying to force a hymn on these people. Go to Congress and get them to pass laws to let us get a little bit closer to stopping them from killing us, Congressman, and stop talking about singing our songs to them. Mm. Thank All you, right. Gene oh, Baylor. <laughs> Yes, y'all got to check them out. And uh, if you didn't vote, if the voting's still open, NAACP, Grammys, all of that, I'll drop the link. I'll drop the link. Good, good. Dante Stewart was in the chat. He was going to come in. He wrote a book, Shouting in the Fire. Shouting in the Fire, yes. And he came in with with his children, but he had to pop out. He was in the airport. His flight got delayed. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all right. We got a bunch of people in here. Shouting in the Fire is doing a hell of a job. Oh, my goodness. In passing, this is the fifth. So we've got what 23 more days of february and you've you've talked about it in social media has been there i haven't been on social media y'all since my mom made transition really i'm coming back slowly, slowly but at least the twitter and doing that but uh marcus garvey's surviving phys physically surviving son dr julius garvey is leading the campaign they they made the petition to the white house live january uh, february 1st it's only to the 28th it's like as if they can narrow it they can somehow not have to answer we gotta bust this out a hundred thousand signatures required and then come from anywhere. The whole point is Marcus Garvey, Dr. Garvey, Dr. Julius Garvey. And I'm actually doing a thing tomorrow with him. Uh, my friend Kichi Taifa, of course, the great lawyer and Justin Hansford, another good brother who runs Thugger Marshall Center at Howard, uh, Paul Coates and the black booksellers, all the black publishers, you know, on there, we got this extensive list of black booksellers. Well, they formed a coalition. They are supporting this. We got to get people to go to the White House petition site and sign the petition, exonerate, no pardon, because he shouldn't have never been convicted in the first place. Exonerate Marcus Garvey. You say, well, why we do that? No, it's real simple for me. Dr. Julius wants it, so I want it. It's real simple. I mean, some of this stuff really don't overthink it in terms of ideology. If the man wants his daddy exonerated, I want his daddy exonerated. Marcus Garvey, you know what I'm saying? Wipe that man record name out your mouth. I don't even say writing his record clean because you don't keep the record in the social structure. We keep the record. You just heard Gene. We keep the record. But 
on your books, this to me is the equivalent of keep his name out your mouth. Keep his name out your nasty mouth. So we need 100,000 signatures. So let's get a million and just, you know, so we ain't got to worry about it. This is easy, Biden. This is real easy. Um, it was low hanging fruit for the uh, for the beige wonder, but uh, he couldn't even sign it with his right hand on the way out the door. Shout out to Barack Obama. Anyway, we. Can I know y'all like me here with Barack Obama slander, but you better go read his record. You could have pardoned Marcus Garvey in your sleep, but she's so terrified of what they think. I pity the fool that falls in love with you. <laughs> I'm gonna drop the link. We should get those uh, signatures today. Uh, I remember getting right. a text from from someone. He was in the barber shop. I believe it was either Jersey City or Philly. And he said they are watching in class with Carr and they're having this whole conversation. <laughs> so let me bring my brother in, my brother from another mother. You hear him on Urban View. If you listen to Urban View, his show is amazing. The man does uh, amazing work and he has an exonerated series where he uh, interviews yes. people who are wrongfully convicted. He's got a new book coming out that I won't talk about until he talks about it. But let me welcome in Clay K. Uh, can you hear you? We can't hear you. Oh no! I sh we could have. Nope, can't hear you, Clay. And you're it's not muted. Wait, wait, wait. Was that something? Nope, not muted. Not muted. Maybe it's the headphones. Take the headphones. Wait, can you hear me? There, 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 there we go. Uh, Brother Clay. Yo, I see you repping the house, boy. I see you repping the house. Four house, right? <laughs> Gotta do that. Yo, uh, Miss Karen Hunter said it. I knew this show was a massive hit and so influential and so powerful when I'm in the barbershop and I see both y'all on the TV screen. And, he, and you know when the barbershop is for it. Oh, no, that's it. That's it. <laughs> look, look, look. When the barbershop is for you, who can be against you, brother? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, just seeing, uh, I was like, yo, this is this is Dr. Carr from And they flipped and said, oh, you, you know them. And I sent the video to Karen and Yo, I just got to tell you, uh, this has had a huge impact on me. Oh. Uh, it takes me back to my Black Studies days with Dr. Zain Abdullah, who now teaches at, at Temple. Yes. He was my first Black Studies teacher at Rutgers University. Rutgers, It's just had a massive impact on me. And my favorite Dr. Carr moment, I, I can't remember how long ago it was, uh -huh. but you were talking about the importance of voting. <laughs> like, but you you lay it out in such a way you, you make it plain, right? And you said that um, some of your friends who are pan Africanists or, or or maybe yep. more quote unquote radical, yes, were against voting until yep. they inadvertently got in the criminal justice system, brother. Suddenly they were for voting. And should let me let me thank you for you said thank you for all the work you're doing, brother. Because what you're doing, Clay, by putting this right where we understand it, it, it demystified. Look. I see, man. You got you got everybody back there. I see Lerone Bennett Jr. You guys my man Ibram Kendi. Everybody's back there, man. You know what I'm saying? The socialite and the senator joined. That's the one. The Blaine yeah. Bruce, man. The reconstructions. You all I, mean, I see. So you clearly, we can have a battle of ideas, but then when your cousin gets popped or your auntie something, they break in or they put some man, what you're doing helps our people well Ari, we know this but just for everybody else y'all bear witness and please in terms of i agree with i echo everything uh karen said about you brother you know we have to stand in the way when our people are in harm's way otherwise don't call yourself a journalist don't call yourself a media if you're just going for celebrity be quiet so i just want to say them same barbershops where they uh were watching you know the two of us in this space they listen to you too <laughs> and and that's the barometer because if people will know they 
as Kwame Ture would always say, the people will protect the people who fight for the people. And so I just want to thank you, brother. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I want to make, make just add my thanks to, to Karen's for you, brother. So yeah, I'm glad. Wow. Yeah, listen, I, my dream in life is to have a book collection like Dr. Carr. Oh. That's basically my- well, We're going to put all these books together. That's, that's the whole point. <laughs> we're yeah. going to get a space. And then, you know, when they come, say, yeah, you can come. That'll be uh, free for you. Or oh, Harvard, yes, you can come. You can't reproduce anything. And it'll be uh, $8, 8 million. No, $8 billion. In fact, you just give us everything. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I got to say, uh, you mentioned um, Dr. Lerone Bennett Jr. Yes. Y'all did an amazing show on him and you forced him to glory. This book had such a big impact on me. Could you say something about that, really? Because, I mean, did you did he did he ever come through? Uh, did you have a chance? I never met him. But when I was in college, I would argue with the teachers and I would have this book in my hand. Are you serious right <laughs> now? They, 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 Oh, they, they hated me. They couldn't Oh, I know you were hated. I, so, I, I had the book. I said, this is my textbook. They, they didn't appreciate it. But if you don't want a good story on Lincoln, a good, a really good perspective on Lincoln from a, historic, from a, a scholar's perspective, yeah. y'all did an amazing show on him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just incredible. And I, I also want to quickly add, it's been such a year of, of loss. And um, not only on this show, but to hear the way that you talk about the ancestors and people who we lost. In about two months, it'll be the year anniversary of the beautiful Midwin Charles passing away. Yes. So when I hear about just the way that you're framing oh, the transition, yes. it, just, it just helps me as somebody who's lost people during oh, these crazy times. Brother, I am so glad you said that. And I am really not only saddened uh, by, of course, our sister Midwin Charles, because again, y'all are members of the craft. I mean, the idea that she is an ancestor now, though, that can be called on, that can be strengthened even in that next phase, it gives us some comfort, but it also reminds us that this is a temporary condition. Right. Did you know the young sister who uh, who uh, made transition a couple of weeks ago there in New York? I know uh, she's in the media world. Yeah. You know? um, but she's kind of young. I don't know. If, yeah, a Chesley Chris. I yeah, yeah. Know her. Yeah, okay. suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what happened with, with Midwin? I mean, that's just, you know, you never know. You never None know. Of us know the day or the hour, man. Yeah, you never know. So, yeah. but the way that y'all talk about that transition has been so powerful for me. And I've yeah. passed it on to friends. And I just want to say congratulations 100 shows, 100 more. This is uh, so impactful. And Karen, you know, I love you so love you. much. <laughs> so Karen gets shy. She's like, listen, listen. But you know, I love you so much and the platform that you've created. Uh, it almost reminds me of, of just the circle. And we have this circle in a, a different format right now. And because that's that safety, but it's just so crucial. And what a beautiful thing. The pandemic has been so rough that this came out of it. What a beautiful, yes. beautiful thing. Yes, yes. Oh, Thank you, Thank you man. Clay, Thank uh, you. I'll see you in them urban view streets, rolling yeah. down, or you know, because you ain't never really gone. So I ain't never really gone. <laughs> no, one p.m. Eastern on Urban View. If you've never heard them, you're missing a lot. Uh, one of the best uh, in no the question. business. Love no you. Much respect. Yes. Wow. Um, uh, since we're talking about ancestors, um, of course, Amir Locke, who you mentioned, and somebody uh, in the chat said it's ironic that his name was Locke, and they busted through. You under the it? covers, okay. man, under the covers, six o'clock in the morning, six forty-eight in the morning, getting um bullets and the and the and just 
you know you know who got you know who gets me who 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 got me with it as you could imagine um because then of course again minneapolis so i text angie you know what's it and so she walked and you know she don't never get too high. Yeah, exactly. She don't never get too high, never get too low. But it's just that even narration that just infuriates you. She says, "This man, he had a gun because he was a, you know." And he's, I mean, damn. You can't get. Mm-mm, I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna say less. Just read out of B. Wells, as you okay. said. Read what out of B. Wells say. All right. And today, ironically, February 5th, since we're celebrating our 100th, uh, also another ancestor, Trayvon Martin, would have been 27. Today's his birthday. Well, no. Is 27. Is 27. And is old and, and also has many more years beyond uh that because we don't even mark the physical years anymore because he is a young ancestor too soon. But again, whether it's 20, whether it's well, no, not 27. What was that? 95? Yeah. So how old was was he? I'm trying to remember. Uh, 95, 05. Oh, he, well, that, he just passed the 10 year. We just passed the 10 years. So I guess 17, 16. Yeah. The whole idea that whether it's 16 to 17 years or 93 years, we all going that way. And the fact that George Simmons still walks the earth and is in the fraternity with Kyle Rittenhouse, other killers, and every damn cop in the whole damn country and world who abuts them. And not the ones who say something and get fired, like your brother in Louisiana, and them, because you know, somebody got to stand up and say it. But all you silent ones, God of your silent tears, but they ain't gonna stop. Now, you know, we'll see with uh, this current mayor of New York. But uh, I think we, we need to have a conversation in Nubia because uh, I think something's up. You know, uh, all the GoFundMe pages just ready, you know, to support mm-hmm. uh, millions of dollars pouring in to support these killers. Um, support these killers, yeah. But no, the, only, the only thing I was gonna say real quick though is that her, his mother. You have you talked? You, I'm sure you have. Yeah. What's your what do you, what's your sense of that sister? Powerful woman. Um, and again, somebody that just, you know not just advocating for her son. She ran for office. You know, mm-hmm. she, you know she's she's you know in the in the paint every day. But I don't know what that would feel like to lose your baby, 17 years old, because uh, somebody didn't see him as a human being. Right. Right. He wasn't in the right neighborhood, but it was his neighborhood. He was he was in his neighborhood, but because of the color of his skin and he uh, a hoodie or whatever. Somebody um, decided he wasn't a human being, but the same thing happened to Ahmaud Arbery. So, you know, we're seeing this repeat over and over again, and it can't be a coincidence and it's not um, happen chances. It's, it's not, you That's know, right. it's not just happening. It's willful. That's right. And it's, um, it's another kind of pandemic that we're um, going through. But That's we- right. Well, now, I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I reason I ask you is because I know, well, you know, she, she's come to DC. Well, she's been at DC many times, of course, as a lobbyist. I mean, and uh, I just remember how powerful the first time I had a chance to, you know, not just be around her, but sit and listen to her, you know, again, not rah-rah, not a lot, just that kind of real, and then say, you know, you know, justice would be me being able to celebrate my son's birthday with him here. And so on his birthday, what you just said is so, I mean, and, and it's the kind of thing that makes you say, no, sis, you do whatever you want to do. We can rat go out here and murder everything moving. Because <laughs> when since people are like physically, no, yeah, we ain't talking about physically. Because no. guess what? We all gonna die. And all this treatment, every cop that kills or everybody that kills somebody, guess what? You may have shortened their physical life, but you're gonna die too. You're not going to save your physical life 
by trying to end somebody else's life. You're not going to extend your physical life by cutting off somebody's food stamps or by making that giving them personal protection equipment. You're not going to extend your life by denying them health care or education. You are all you're going to do is make your own miserable life that much more miserable in the now while you are somehow obsessing over somehow what's going to happen. Guess what? We all are going, we return to the dirt. You're not going to save yourself. And if you believe what you say you believe with that fake Christianity, I'm going to call it fake Christianity. Guess what? If you believe what you say you believe, when you do get on the other side, guess what you're going to find out? As Catherine Carr said, yes, God is real. And you that, that's going to scare that out of you when you get on that side see because the egyptians say you, you got something waiting for you over there when you do the wrong thing over here so next time you kick in a door and you wearing a crucifix while you killing somebody i think you just wrote your ticket if what you believe is the thing that happens i don't you know you better anyway <laughs> early early in this um session this 100th episode you brought up a name uh yeah. and this brother you introduced us well he popped in in a q a and then you introduced him to us and he's been working with me um, on the hub.news doing uh, pieces from Brazil, letting us know what's happening in in Brazil. And I think he's trained by you, an amazing human being. Oh, no, we were partners. We, we were partners. Now, he, look, the hand on his shoulder is Daniel Black. Same hand is on mine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's our Jigna. Sam, what's up, baby? Hey, what's happening? Can y'all hear me? Yes. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Thank you. Cedric took a picture of my mom when Jeremiah Wright was in town. He sent it to me. And I tell you, she's praying with her, you know, hat. oh, man. Cedric, man, I love you so much, man. Your gifts are such as without family, man. And that, thank you. Thank you. I look, my sister and them, everybody gives you our love, brother. How are you doing, man? How's everybody? Oh, and, and my, my love to all, all of all of y'all. And, you know, my love, my thanks to your mother. Uh, you know, because <laughs> well, this is this. Oh man, I don't know where where this 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 uh proverb is from, but they said paradise lies beneath the feet of your mother, and oh, I think yes. about that when I when yes. I uh, when I think about all. Because I mean, I'm gonna be honest, man. Like uh, uh, you know, Karen is right. Like you know, I consider you uh, one of my mentors and, and barbers. But I, I I gotta admit though, man, you and you know, because you probably know about half of them. Man, black women saved my life, man. Like brother, every step brother, of the way. <laughs> it's just something that can't be denied. Brother. So, you know, you, I know I know your mom was a great woman to, I to, to I a shade. whole world of people. And man, I'm just I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you I and your family. You I know you are. Hey, y'all, for those of you, I mean, we could talk about it. We'll have to one day. You know what I said? Because I mean, in addition to so much else, man, all the generations that you've shaped and helped to shape, all the people who you know, who we don't have a good system of uh, helping people understand the impact we've had in each other's lives. But I wish I could say that to you who talk about you now. I was talking to Shanice the other day. You know, she sent her, Shanice yeah. down at Bowie State. She teach you a professor, man. This little right. rough neck. <laughs> you got a hold up back in there. But, but I think about, I remember when, you know, for those of you who don't know, at one point, one of the many, many places Cedric has come through the Children's Defense Fund. I remember we came to Knoxville and you were involved in the leadership with the, you know, with, with freedom schools, nationwide freedom schools. And one of those trips, my mom came up to get me. I was going to meet them. I was I was in Tennessee anyway. Y'all flew us in and I was going to go home, Nashville. She said, no, I'm going to come up and see 
So she came to Knoxville low key just to, just to watch, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I remember all the good people who have worked for years with freedom school movement, not a folk. The one thing I want to say though, to you publicly is that your character, your not only commitment to our people, but your lived walk through the world with that, again, that even temperament, that calmness, but that ability to elicit from other people a kind of similar ability to see that in their lives and model you. It's without, it's without bound. And it's also had a powerful impact on me. I love you so much, brother. And I love you too. And, 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 uh, you know, folks need to know, I mean, you know me since, I mean, I was, I was a young man. I don't think I've been a child since <laughs> 11. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can explain right to people, they don't believe it, but like my first job, you know, I'm from Bennettsville, I'm from the PD region of South Carolina, PD. along the river. Yes, and sir. my first job, nobody wants to believe it, but if you're from there, you know, my first job was picking tobacco, picking tobacco on a farm my behind God. a tobacco truck, and like Ooh. with grown people, <laughs> picking, <laughs> chucking tobacco, like for real, for real. That was my first job. That's when I decided I wanted to go to college. I didn't really know what college was, but I was like, I got to. I can't do this. But it ain't this, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, What's the not know, this? College? Okay, right. college. It, it wasn't long after that that you know, you know, freedom schools and even back then I think the algebra project was, you know, oh, experimenting in our town, luckily. And uh, you know, I got set up on my path. But you know, I met you not very long after, and I probably sure you were watching me before then, because I, oh, I no, had no idea. Uh, you know, I had no idea that you were connected with uh with dr black uh, and 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 um you know and so uh it, i mean it's an honor and to be here now and to be able to connect and to keep it going i gotta thank you and i gotta thank karen for this work because i'm gotta tell you man it gives me a lot of hope because it is hardcore over here and i appreciate karen for give me a, you know, a, a platform for, you know, beginning to even think about how to express this message um, to to our folks there. And thank you, of course, for, for giving so much of the language and perspective along the way. I mean, when we talk about, um, you know, how we look at these structures, that that framework you have works so very well here because what it deals with is, you know, our understanding of who we are as, as black people, but at the same time, it explains to us that whiteness is an ongoing project too. And you can't forget that, because if you forget that, then you, you won't understand why you can't get out the mud. And you gotta say, like, no, they are they are evolving it too. You know, they are, they are, they are you know, maintaining the system, developing the system, but they have to change what whiteness is too. So that's the only way to keep on top. And, and when you see it work here, Woo! this yeah. is the thing. And so, and I, I appreciate Woo! Karen. I want to thank you, Karen, for, for letting me, um, you know, working with y'all and let me, you know, experiment with this because it's really important. And uh, Dr. Carl, you know me, man, I'm, I'm for a long time, basically, I was just a mercenary. If it's a fight, you know, just have, you know, y'all fighting over here. All right. 
But a mercy on the side of righteousness, though. That's a, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, you know, I mean, I work for free half the time, but you know, no, half just, the time. I, I just <laughs> a scrapper. I'm a scrapper. Yeah, you know, yeah. No question. No question. Just give me, give me whatever, give me whatever weapon is left, and let's let's go to work. And um, but now, you know, now you know me, and I'm now I'm mean, if I was a, a young man before, now I'm a, a, a older man. Um, <laughs> now I'm, you know, I gotta make I'm making my own thing, and so the Atlantic Archives is what uh what we're developing here and i know i know you'll be proud of it um uh you know we are so i you know I, i've taken all that stuff i collected over the over this nonprofit um journeyman uh, yes. uh experience and especially with philanthropy and find out what white folks prioritize yeah. and one of the things i've learned and i've seen i've seen it i've seen the checks go out the door how I've about that donors yes, they sir. Uh, they have a special place in their heart for certain types of institutions and theaters and museums, but anything related to archiving, and we know why, you yes. know, because, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, and so, uh, you know, I just, I decided that uh, we would use that as a framework because it allows us to reflect and learn about who we are, preserve our cultures and our endangered, the endangered uh, uh, parts of our culture uh, here and abroad because it's a transnational setup and um and use their money to do all of it <laughs> <laughs> and so that's yes. that, that's what i'm working on now and and we use the, the the archives mostly visual archives but a lot of other formats um new new uh, old, uh traditional archival formats i have some photographers here from the black movement in brazil oh really uh, yeah, who have some tremendous archives. And um, I, we have a lot of young people who have represent a lot of different young uh, intersectional identities that are developing yes. their digital archives. And so we sort of, we use that intergenerational, all those yeah. lessons, we bring, yeah. I'll bring all of that to the fore here. So it's an incubator. I teach them, you know, all of what I've learned. And we, uh, you know, I ask my people like, look, the dollar is five and a half to one. What you want to do, if you want to be in, if you want to be an ally, if you want to be in the true transnational, international diasporic community is you, you know, you need to uh, reposition, you know, we need to reposition ourselves. There's no black middle class here. Um, there's a system here that if you had to be here for five minutes, you would be, you would switch your return ticket and come right back home and you would, you would wear your, uh, your, you know, you wear your, your capoeira t-shirt or whatever, and you right, pretend right. like you connected with, you know, you have your Arisha, you know, right, right. necklaces or whatever, but you ain't, you <laughs> ain't, you ain't a brother or sister in the diaspora because you have not, uh, you have not dedicated yourself politically. Um, and so this is kind of, it tests your Pan-Africanism, you know, in, in, in a real way. I know that's and, right. Uh, so like that, they, they, but they, they know they have, you know, they have all of the references, Angela Davis's books. Uh, are, um, I mean, pretty much anything about black liberation is published in Portuguese here, but uh, we don't always see the same thing in reverse. So that's another part that's, of it. That's very true, and, man. Another part of Atlantic Archives this year, uh, we we are going to be working on um, reversing or changing or at least sort of balancing that knowledge pipeline. So I got about three young sisters 
here who are in college, which is a feat in and of itself, um, because the majority of the population here is black, but they represent maybe less than 5% of college, uh, college enrollment. They make it very hard to even uh, at the, uh, at the federal university in Bahia. Oh, absolutely. Especially there. Like it, it, it especially that, there. That, that, that's why I got to thank Karen again, because it's a long learning process to understand because you just won't believe it, especially coming from the United States and knowing the progress that has been made as far as representation. Uh, there's a majority of black people here. There's over 200 million black people here, but there are no, but there's not one black governor. The, uh, this week, um, I'm changing up the format a little bit of the article that I'll be putting up on the hub. And I'm actually getting some real voices of folks here. So I'm interviewing a sister who's from the favelas. She, uh, she's a, she's a scientist, PhD in science. She started the first black school for kids in Brazil. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> the first black school is where my son goes to school. Are you and serious? Just two years old. Yeah, the first what? black school. Yeah, Wait I know. It's so, for all so those good. years of uh, like, I've been mean, yeah, no, mental no, and all no, them. They never had no, a school. No, no. What? No, no. This is an apartheid state. It's crazy here. Said That's what I keep trying to tell folks. So the dialogue has to happen. Yes. And it's a, it's really a lot of education, and so. Um, I'm sending about, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to raise money to send three young sisters to the United States. I got a couple partners there to help already, um, to present their intellectual work to, uh, audiences there too, within, you know, within black, uh, black intellectual circles, HBCUs and, um, you know, other, other places and to, um, to just slowly start to build this dialogue between um, Blacks and the Americas. And it's extremely important. I, I, I really want to challenge the idea that Brazil is uh, arguably the center of the Black diaspora. I mean, if you just wanted to count numbers alone from the beginning of this nightmare until now, <laughs> most of the Black people went there. I mean, it's just a fact. Oh, no know, question about it. No question. Five million Black people. So like, like, what do you do if that, you know, and now um there's so much to 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 talk about language is a big issue but that's i figure that that's one of the reasons why i'm here um is to help with that so there's a lot there's a lot going on um and i i, I owe it to you and i owe it to karen especially uh recently and yeah uh you know who's been allowing yeah. me so this week uh, i'm supposed to be working on it right now along I'm, I'm in the middle of, i'm in the middle of my my uh comps river to trying to finish this oh, that's right but next week um the article would be up with some video of this sister talking about the school it's called maria felipe school who maria felipe was a black uh ex-slave warrior fighter who helped free um the northeast of brazil here where all the black people are yes. and um you know uh that's a it's a good way because you know the the most important thing that uh, you guys have helped me with with developing this platform and Karen with allowing me uh, to write a little bit about Brazil is I got to convince my my brothers and sisters there that Brazilians are black, like regular black. There ain't no Afro Latino. There ain't no Latino in Brazil. When you are here, there is Preto, which is black, Negro, which is political black. And there's Bronco, which is white. That's Bronco. it. There are indigenous people who live, you know, out in the in the in rainforest, but there are black people here. So every day when I go out, especially if I'm picking up my son, I got on ball shorts, they think I'm from here. Of course. I have had plenty of people try to put their hands on me 
because it is basically plantation logics here. So it's dangerous, dangerous. And when I, when I explain, when I talk, then they're like, oh, you are okay. You're not one of our blacks. Damn. You're from the United States. You know, so there is a social hierarchy here. So there's a black struggle and it's a real struggle. And I think it will open up our eyes as to what the future of black people is like, or can be like globally, but we got to really do some education on our end uh, because they they know all about us. Yeah, we need you, Cedric. I mean, and we talk about this, you know, again, we got narrative and Nubia. I mean, maybe have an extended conversation as to if and when there were connections that were, I'm certain, severed intentionally, because when I think of Nascimento and them and that and those mm-hmm. connections, spent time here in the states. I'm like, these people waged war to stop that. And of course, you remember the only time I've been to Brazil, we went there, and I guess 2005 yeah. or six, we came, we we went with your images. It was yeah. your freedom school images. In a yeah, world that's crazy ironic haters, too, man. Yeah. and i'm saying what happened between because we left thinking okay we're gonna get some and now which it's almost like you're saying but they i'm gonna tell you what happened, what happened? <laughs> the same thing that happened they assassinate people on the daily man like, Damn. It's, it's dead serious i mean brazil was in a um probably right after right before you came you know brazil was in a dictatorship yes so they yes. they have yes. they have they have military police present so it, it's you know it's, it's an exaggerated version of what we see as the state uh, protecting you know its own interest in in, in it, uh, as it as it relates to you know black people having independence and then also the representation is a huge part of it. They've never had, they don't there's like one or two Congress people um, in the whole country that are black and maybe only one of them identifies as black. The uh, one of the recent uh, state reps. Um, from Rio de Janeiro uh, was a sister, a young lesbian sister, and she was she was tragically murdered a couple of years ago, uh, Marielle, and that oh, that yeah, got some international yeah. press. Yeah. Um, well, I say, of and course, so, her name is not known, like it should. No, so so yeah. what what it what it requires on on our end is kind of in the way that we sort of I think the reference that we have are a lot of the Central African sort of histories and South African histories when we can imagine a black population that faces a certain hot level of violence. That's kind of how you have to begin looking at it. The problem is there is, um, you know, we have this shield in front that is the, 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 the brand of Brazil, which is about harmony and racial democracy and they're going on vacation. And so it kind of prevents us. Right. We just don't want to, because we want to believe that there's a black paradise here, but it is absolutely not a black paradise. It's beautiful. I mean, you know, we 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 enjoy ourselves, and we have, there's lots to celebrate. You mentioned earlier about you're talking about who who is who when you're talking about the 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 uh, the hymns, and uh, yeah, I mean the black the 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 the, the gods have black faces here. That's pretty right. cool. You know, right. that helps a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, helps, that helps a whole lot. Man. Um, but yeah, it's about, you know, it's really about representation. And, you know, of course, that's related to uh, education and, you know, all the other things. And so there is there's a special relationships that I think that can be had. And I and I this is no shade on anybody, but I see my a lot of my brothers and sisters who can find the rationale and the philosophy and even a sort of a spiritual link with our brothers and sisters in Palestine yes. and their struggle. 
Yeah. And if you can, if you can make that connection, <laughs> then you can make the connection. No, for sure. No, no, we gotta. Yeah, <laughs> you no, can pick. Right. You can if you can advocate for that. You can go pick up a rock and go over there. How about that? You, you can well, do at, it at that point, you know what happens then. You know, <laughs> Mark, can we talk about it? They, they're trying to end you, like he's man. Well, they can't end all of us. And uh, once we be very clear about what it is we need to do, and this is part of the the thing, you know, that has emerged out of in class with Car over these last hundred episodes. You know, meeting Cedric and then thinking. We need to hear what's going on there. So, you know, just like Bezos owns the Washington Post, right. I created the Hub News so yes. that we could have a space that, again, is not bossed or bought by anybody. It's ours. Yes. Uh, and we can start to build brick by brick. Brick, y'all are watching in real time the evolution of, of, of us creating institutions that we need. We need to have a media arm. That's we right. need to have a place where we can tell our stories that are no one's telling Cedric how to write this piece because he's there. No oh, one's nah, telling him the story. Really cool about it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I remember being in the Daily News and my yeah. editor told me what the story was before I even left the building. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. OK, yeah. so, yeah. you know, but it shapes how you write when somebody already gives you the blueprint. Right. Yeah. So thank you very and, much, Karen. Thank you very much. Thank you for just even being open to it, because. It really is a, we really got to break through a lot of what we think that we know. Um, it's even, especially the ones of us who, who you know, do have a certain consciousness. Yes. When I tell you Brazil is a blind spot, it is a blind spot that will revolutionize the way that Black people see themselves in the world. It truly is because we think that we know what it is and we think that it's something that's not Black and it's, it might be the Blackest thing. It will, well, Brazil, by the way, has the most Black people. Anywhere. Outside of every Africa. country except Nigeria. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even Africa. Isn't even the rest of Africa. Isn't that more than Ghana? Yes. More than no. everywhere but Nigeria. Look at that. And by Nigeria, and it's growing. And you know how many black people in Nigeria, but it's, and it's right. Growing. It's like everybody in Africa and Nigeria except eight people. Right. <laughs> I shouldn't even say that because I look, I, look, no, no Nigerians and no Osnum. No, Oz Oz will speak to that. Um, so Oz is here. Okay. And actually, and actually, Brazil is on, you know, because in addition to doing everything that we're doing in the Nubians, by the way, because I'm in the Nubian chat, they want to oh. know how they can support. Yeah. Uh, Atlantic archives. Cause yeah. you know, that's, that's what they do. Yeah. Please, please, please. Uh, just at, first of all, add us on Instagram. That's the main one that we're on. I'm still working on the website. Um, and, um, I mean, we, I mean, if you just want to, if you want to give, trust me, this is the one thing that I, that I learned. I'm not a money guy, but I will, I will take care of our money when I have to. One of the things I think is good for folks to know who want to be charitable um, is that you got to take advantage of the way that the currency converts. So mm. the, the American dollar, it may not be strong there, but it's very strong here. So one American dollar is almost six of the dollars here, which means we can do a lot of work with that. And there, it truly is a crisis here. One of the organizations that I work with that I'll profile later is called Bayer Streets. It's a, uh, it's a woman, uh, Heather Cliffy. She named herself after, uh, after uh, the reggae singer, uh, during during their black movement, a warrior during the during the Brazilian black movement here, but she's a she was a photographer. So we're working on her archive, which is a huge archive um, about the black movement there. And but she has had a um a organization for black girls who live you know on the streets for 27 years was their anniversary last week. And so I'm working in partnership with them. And so that money goes to help 
to help direct. It's all direct service. You know me, Dr. Carr. It's, it's, of course. Of I'm course. on the road. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, that's, that's, you know, those are my people. So um, it goes there and we are all accountable. I've been working in philanthropy and nonprofit for 20 years now, at least. Yeah. And so um, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very proud of being able to make sure that folks feel like they are connected to uh, the people that they want to help and doing it all in, in, in uh, ethical ways yes. as well. That's why I'm taking my time to sort of develop this arm. But there's one more thing, Karen, that I want to mention today that will come out in the next couple of months or so, but I'm taking my time doing it. There are actually a lot of HBCUs and a lot of black churches that come to Brazil because people do begin to understand. They find out that one fact about how Brazil has all these black people and they say, well, I, I want to go. They find out that Brazil has, you know, the, they have these Yoruba religions and they worship these black gods. They say, well, I want to go. They call it, they call it a little Africa. You know how they put all the names. So they go, they go to Pelorino, which is the city center, which comes from the word uh, Peloa, which is basically a whipping post, but not everybody knows that. They see the, the Brazilian uh, women with the big uh, extravagant clothes on. They they don't realize just like Charleston or anywhere else. It's 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 a slave narrative no that's way. sort of been turned into a 21st century sort of amusement park. But <laughs> you know how it is. We gotta even go there to connect with our history. Those churches, those HBCUs, those groups, they do come. But when they come, this place is so unfair. Nobody here, no, these black people don't have businesses. I mean, they have lo lower level businesses. But the people who take those businesses. Uh, there's one guy, I'm, I, I'm going to crush this guy. There's one guy, he's a Spaniard. He has been here for a long time. He has a tour company. He has contracts with these HBCUs, with these churches. They come, he pays, he gets all the, the Brazilians, friends of mine, gives them pennies on the dollar to do the tours. And he just, he just, he racks up all that money. I know, I know these are people I know. It's not a big, it's a big city, but a small city. It's like Philly. And mm -hmm. he, he, mm -hmm. but the, what we don't know, we, we think we're dealing with somebody because we right. think we're, you know, dealing with a Brazilian or well, they're all kind of mixed rates anyway. No, no, you use the same black business, black community principles that you use there, here. The problem is, is translating that. And that's what I'm here for. So as soon as I get things set up, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah I got all Travel those agent, Let's go, let's go. All and right, what's listen, your cash app? Morehouse, Morehouse College, class of 2000. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, I know that you want to come to Brazil, especially after pandemic. Let's talk about how we can do that and have some ethical tourism, have some black dollars circulating around the world. So just look out for that. My cash app is Atlantic Archives as well. And that's all that's uh, at the Instagram. And um, just albeit, just ask, you can always communicate with me. This is what I'm doing. And, um, and if folks have ideas, we have done a couple of uh, online engagements with the archivists that I work with, a bunch of young folks. Uh, we were dealing with intersectional and LGBTQ archives and archives of folks that, are, that live out in the, in the hinder parts who, had, who come from Quilombo fa family lines and have been preserving their uh art their wow. their uh family archives and the the uh the tejeros and the uh yes. you know uh, all, all they so we have they i'm trying to what happens is they create their own community archives and i connect them with the um the archive the, the global archival community so they can get grants from uh universe the, from the 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 library of london and all of these other places that 
uh, that do preservation grants around the world because these are endangered uh, these are endangered cultural artifacts. And so and they their so they, they create organizations based on their own archives because we can't count on the government here and they may or may not even be able to receive an education half the time because we don't know what the government is going to do. So forget about your na your nation. You got we got another nation and this other nation that we have. Right. right. Uh oh. All I need uh -oh. to do is make sure that I connect the community here with the community there that yeah. has this understanding and this um, consciousness. Yes. La lastly, um, Adwa, yeah. uh because she's got she's heavily connected, wants to know how much how much money do you need? You're raising money. How much? What's the well? What's the this year that we we're working on the um because I you know to be honest I'm gonna be honest I, I this is all my money I, I I my I can't say too much because some of it I don't know if it's legal of course, of course. but the um the the fellowships that I get and we know the names and sure. you know you sure. know who these people where it comes from sure whatever whatever money I can get from the systems in the United States that's supposed to be for to for area studies. To, mm -hmm. you know broaden the school of america's objectives from a while back exactly. I, I i use all that money i use all that money for this Whoa. program and so you know but that's that's what i've been doing like that's what all of my my career has been is to learn how to get some get money but wow. we need more we don't have money for operations i have money to give these kids some 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 short-term jobs and to help establish their archives this year, if we're just talking about the exchange program with the young black women <clears throat> and uh, Heath's archive, which is money for our basis of operations, because she already has a building, mm. <clears throat> I can hire two people, not me without a salary, but I can hire two people and send those kids to the United States. Said, what's the amount? Twenty thousand dollars for twenty thousand dollars. I could I could do oh. that program okay. easily. So um, I, I haven't established an official fundraiser yet. I just got to get okay. a couple of things in line. But yeah, it's not a lot of money. So if there are angel investors, especially th people who work in technology, um, there are I I can break down every single part of what we need. Dr. Carr can tell you that. Oh so, yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, do, do that because you know, you know closed mouths don't get fed. Ask for what yeah. you want. Uh, the universe is out there. Mackenzie Scott I giving away it. all Bezos money. All of it. Oh, yeah, I need to get. I, I, I gotta get her on the line for real because uh, we can do a lot. Uh, we can do a lot here, and um, honestly, where if you just go to UNESCO, you'll see that you know Brazil's listed under several uh, geno genocidal. Um, oh no question. You know categories so if there's it's serious it's seriously i can't talk about all of it because it's so bad that you know i have to switch up my articles every couple of weeks to talk about something light but it's right it's hardcore right. karen it's hardcore i know i know but anything I anything you. anybody cares about with black people black women black maternal health uh lgbtq uh uh, uh kids to uh who are in the foster system uh political shit, anything i mean honestly education Anything, anything that you care about with black people, police violence, get me started. All of that's here, and they're real live people here who are who are ready to work. My and God. so I want to sort of stand in the gap with them. Um, yes. And talk to talk to our people uh, yes. to join in the fight together. So I appreciate once again, congratulations. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you for remembering me, for thinking about me. I appreciate you for listening. We together. Are, you, you know, Craig, come you, on, bro. we you, talk you, offline. Uh, I'll tell yeah, you what you do with me. Yeah. Karen, y'all, 
I, I, I just say thank you. And I just ask you to just kind of always keep, you know, a door open, you know, to, to, to know what's happening here because it's going to get live. It yeah, will get live. Like and, yeah, and yeah. on that note, be safe. You thank know, you. Yes. And say less. All right. Love you. Love, love you. Love you, bro. Love to the family. And and the Yara he's talking about is the Yara. Um, and the yeah. Yara came through. Uh, she's the editor uh, who does all of the things that keep the hub, the hub.news. What you see with the hub.news and shout out to Ahmad yeah. who just redesigned. Uh, he's also working with us in Nubia and Narrative. Ahmad, Ooh. brilliant, um, who, you know, was studying under Uraeus and bringing his own thing to the to the table. Um, just an amazing human being. We just, we could not do any of this by ourselves. And the, the, the narrative, uh, the narrative concept came about with uh, Kareem and I, Kareem, Kareem Graves and I were sitting around talking about re reestablishing my publishing house. Yes. Years before you and I met. Yes. Yes. And, and then it just evolved when this, when in class happened, we needed a platform mm. and narrative with the K to K is silent. Just, mm -hmm. it was just perfect. So, mm -hmm. and then I met Carl, um, because we, we do this Healthy Wealthy Wise that Dr. Carr, uh, we're going to be doing uh, next month. We're going to be seeing each other for the first time in for two years. time in two years. Oh, I it's cannot cool. wait. talking about it in Nashville. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's going to be lit. And it's sold out. So that's why I don't talk is about it? it anymore. Yeah, all it's, oh. all it's all sold out. But, you know, I reached out to Carl because I wanted to do a virtual one. And Carl is in this space and, I've, you know, he knows how to navigate and manage. He's got super contacts. And I wanted to find a gaming company to build out a spades app because, you know, you know, we got to play cards yeah. online. And then yeah. that yeah. when I saw what Carl yeah. was bringing to the table, I was like, well, I gave him the idea for narrative. And he was like, put a team together, among whom was Uraeus. Wow. I mean, Carl, psh, Brought all of these pieces to the table wow. and found, you know, helped us find the build the platform narrative and Nubia. The the structure of that is because of Carl, uh, Carl Venado. So and then he, you know, brought Cornell West to the table. Like he's, you yeah. know, there's all these unseen people. Wow. You know, you see us. You know, right. you see you see us, but none of this happens. You don't see us. You see us. Right. right. It's, it's, and, it's all of us. That's right. Oh, and we truly are one. And, you know, to have Nubia and narrative. Um, and I, I consider him like the elder statesman of Nubia because uh, he came in. And again, it makes that connection that was said was talking about. We do not just exist in America. We don't just exist in our state or in our city. No. We are a global human. We are a global community. And, you know, and we don't we don't just, you know, it's like we don't see that. And all this commentary, I get ADOS, um, you know, with reparations. I get I, I, it. Every, I get it too. Absolutely. But Absolutely. it just divides until we get there. Let's have that conversation when, when it's time for the money to get divided. But right now we got to be united you know, across. And, all and, and let's not, and let's not have amnesia. I mean, this is not this, the whole question of American sense of slavery or foundational black Americans. And this isn't, this isn't, you know, there is absolutely nothing being debated now in those spaces that hasn't been debated for centuries, not even decades. Uh, when we don't have the momentum of memory, we think we're coming up with a novel argument. That's simply not true. And I, I think the more, and it said so to me, it becomes a question of, are we serious? Because if you're serious, you'll understand, okay, how did we, what conclusions did we come to last time? How did it impact us? As, as you always say, as we talk about Sister Sonia, how do we free us? And then, then let's move forward. But if you're not, you know, I, I, I'm not going to question anybody's motive. I'm not going to question anybody's investment in time. 
But I question is the the soundness of not building from the momentum of memory. And so whether it be the, the ADOS arguments, and, and there are ADOS arguments that are not labeled ADOS, American Descendants of Slavery, or Foundational Black America. So anything notion that's question indigenous black, or not even indigenous, I don't want to use the word indigenous because we, you know, but there are arguments that are being made black. I, I, I kind of group them all under a broader, maybe umbrella of black nativism. And those, and black nativism isn't exclusive to the United States. In other words, the idea that I will express a fidelity to and commitment to however jacked up it is, the place I came out of my mother's womb, I think citizenship is an absurd concept in some ways when you, when you limit human identity to the political relationship to the land formation you happen to have been born in. But that, that, that kind of nativism, when it looks like Jamaican or Haitian, when it looks like Brazilian, when it looks like Argentinian or or Bolivian or Colombian, instead of, yes, I was born here. Yes, I'm struggling with local politics, but I also am connected to a global family. Um, as, as another concept that you've given us, Karen, a global majority. These are formations that not only give us us everywhere, it allows us when it is us some specific kind of where to have leverage there is no there is no black american in uh, uh, um, nativist argument that when it has been expressed before has made any progress without the direct relationship whether those people in the country in the united states the country knew it or not without a direct relationship to black internationalism mm. There's no brown. There's no brown versus board of education, which you know I don't know is necessarily advancement, but there's no brown versus board of education without the post World War II international decolonization movement, and the United States scared as hell that they were getting ready to get left out of their continuing advancement project. That's why you heard Cedric refer, ring passing very quickly to the uh, School for the Americas the place in Georgia where they train military leaders to take governments out. So please understand. Yeah, mm -hmm. they had enough, but they couldn't be, they couldn't afford to be seen around the world as just punching black people in the face in the United States. Not when the majority of the world doesn't look like white people. And they, along with their European partners, are trying to get a grip on who's going to run the world for the next several generations after World War II. That's what the United Nations was about. That's what the World Bank and the National Money Fund, the so-called Bretton Woods organizations are about. I mean, this isn't conspiracy. It's not theory. Take theory off. It is a conspiracy. But it's not a conspiracy in the sense that people dismiss it, people who don't read much, but maybe get a hold of a meme or two or like comedians and think they understand. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about conspiracy in the sense of another C word with the same root as... Uh, well, not the same route, but we're talking about collusion. Collusion, the same kind of collusion that would lead uh, a rather rough hewn looking uh, uh, person like uh, Bill Belichick to because he didn't pay attention and focus long enough to realize which Brian he was texting. <laughs> you know, the black Brian, a message that he was really intending for the white Brian to say, well, I've talked to the white people who, you know, we've all uh, colluded. And uh, they've given you the job. And then the black Brian was like, oh, wow, this is great. Wait, oh, just the, oh, I effed up. Yeah, you effed up, baby. And if this, this, this and, if, and if Flores' lawsuit 
survives the motions to dismiss and they get to the discovery stage <laughs> as krs1 said we gonna find out who's aws is the blackest because guess what under oath you sworn testimony maybe probably the first question after how you feeling this morning brian flores's lawyer is gonna ask is uh belichick who are you talking about Oop. <laughs> see that's called collusion you understand that's why kurt flood couldn't get a job after St. Louis Cardinals decide, oh, wait, no, no, no. Once we got a contract, we own you. So, you know, ain't gonna be no free agency. Why? So if you think we know, we're not gonna trade you and ain't nobody else gonna make no noise. Well, collusion is what they did to Colin Kaepernick, except they paid him. He didn't go back to the league and he's going off to do these other things, which are all very positive and important. But see, in Flores's case, Flores like, somebody gotta come punch y'all in the face. So collusion is a conspiracy. We talk about collusion. That's what said talking about. Because if you don't think that Bolanzaro, the so-called Trump of, uh, of uh, Brazil, except he worse, because they really got power in the government. If you don't think he on the phone, he's not on the phone every day with not just Trump administration, but the Biden administration as well. Differently a little bit, because you got soft white nationalism and you got white nationalism. Um, shout out to Joe Biden for helping giving us Clarence Thomas when you were chair of the Judiciary Committee. But that's a whole nother thing, domestic politics. My point is this. They're always talking all the time. And when you mention Palestine, you understand there will be no comment on Palestine in the United States of America from the government or any corporations, anything like this. Why? Because they're colluding. It is collusion. Collusion. Let us get on the same page on fundamental things and we can go out front and argue with each other for the people who believe uh, like they believe in WWF wrestling, that this is a real argument. But behind closed doors, we have colluded. You're talking about collusion. So ADOS, FBA, and Digits, please understand that while you may wrap yourself in the flag and say they owe us and let's worry, let the other people worry about themselves, the they you're talking about is a they. And it don't stop at the Pacific and Atlantic and the Canadian and Mexican borders, friends. You don't understand how international politics works. And if you say you do and continue to hold that position, well, at that point, you know, I pity the fool. That falls in love with you because y'all don't fall in love with America. I'm so sorry. Since you brought that up, um, I want to bring in another uh brilliant mind. She is a class member, but she's also uh, the host of the Larry Daniel Faber show on Sirius 10 a.m. Eastern. Oh, and she is the director of the Center for Law and Social Justice Congratulations. at Evers College That's in right. Brooklyn, New York. Hi, Larry. Larry. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. What an honor, man. No, what an honor. Unfortunately, my doorbell literally just rang because my plumber, who is two hours late, just decided to arrive. I suspect, Dr. Carr, it is a conspiracy to keep on. us from being... <laughs> yes, but, but we know, but we know as the old folks say the devil is a liar. So we devil got is a liar. <laughs> like, so I have to bow out because I have a flood also happening, but I could not. Thank you, Larry. It's so good I'm to see you. We'll talk again though. But I will say this, Dr. Carr. Um, one blessings to you and Ashe to uh, yeah. our newest beloved oh, answer. 
Uh, but uh, I also just wanted to say one of the other challenges that we have here is a lack of realization that not only are they are a they, but they have a 400 year history of proactively working together, yes. planning. And then yes. when the plan that they tried to get together don't work, they come back and they have an open meeting room where they come back and try it again and try to figure out the next plan. And then if that plan succeeds, they take the benefits that they got from that plan and say, remember what we learned in this plan B? Yes. Plan C. We can't get on the same page about a menu together. I got to run. I got to flood. Love y'all. Love you, sis. Love you. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> wow. She dropped the bars right there. That's what, That's what they do. That's what she, no. If y'all not listening to Laree 10 a.m. and she'll do it like um, the fastest mouth in the West. Like she, she going to drop 15 million thoughts in one minute. She just did it. That. She did that. Uh, she did that. And an educator is we started talking about educating. Thank you. That's and congratulations. They finally they made they made the right choice to get yes, her. They did. Oh, wow. she is, she's about that life. And you know, she was gonna share, you know, some things that she learned in class because she brings them to me. And I always get texts during the class from her. So I wanted her to come in today. And I'm sorry she's got a flood. No, but let we'll, me welcome we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it again. We'll get it together. Okay. All right. So, but since we, you know, we're gonna tie this nice bow around because again, the evolution of this thing from ink from can I record to a whole ass um in class that has evolved into now narrative in Nubia, which is one of the best spaces that I've ever been in. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow with Dr. Senyata Amenin, but she's bringing some people, but you brought her. So, you know, the, the you know, you brought her and then we we got the Metanetra class that's gonna be next Tuesday, not this Tuesday with Dr. Mario Beatty oh, wow. in Nubia. That's kicking off. We're gonna learn some hieroglyphics before yes. we head over to Egypt together so that we could read yes. Uh, yes. ourselves. Yes. But this brother um, is the, to me, the elder statesman within Nubia. He runs, uh, he, he he brings a lot of wisdom and he drops a lot of knowledge um, and has me watching some documentaries that I hadn't planned on watching. So I appreciate him. And his book, his book game is tight too. And Yo, since we no got way. that international connection, let me welcome <laughs> Mr. Az. Az. Man, Az, what's up, man? Up to call. You, you, so got, you got the shelf arranged, brother. I see you. you got the first <laughs> going on. I, I had to. I had to. Yeah, look, I had to. I had to do something because you did it, man. Hey, look, <laughs> I got, I, and I got the joint, the, the the blood and bronze joint. You, you, I see it. Yes, I, yes. I need, to, I need to talk to you about this book, Paddy Doherty. We read chapters one and two, and eight and nine in Clubhouse. I read the whole book in Clubhouse. Of course, Paddy. that's what you do. And then we talked about reparations. Oh my, oh my God. Oh my God. Dr. Cobb, before I get to that, let me say thank you. Um, you, you. You are my first black teacher in my life. Whoa. You mean beside family? You mean outside, like of, outside of my family? Yes. You yes. are my, you and Professor Hunter are my Because I had the blessing to see your family, man, your parents, yes. But yes. Outside of my family, you, yeah. you're my first black teacher in the United States. And, oh. and, you know, I'm in London and I was born here and I went through the university system like my dad. And, you know, you're my first black teacher. Wow. If, if, if I could have, I did mechanical engineering, I did a, a, a master's degree in IT in distributed computing. If, if I could have done an Africana course, Mm. Man, if I could have done mm. that animals, oh man, I don't know, I don't know what. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm absorbing, you know, um, everything I can. And wow. one of the things that I, I, I know for a fact is people don't know how to articulate how they feel. They, we, so we don't know how to articulate. We don't have the words, and 
we're having this kind of out-of-body experience because of where we live. Me here, you guys there, and we can yes. see things. And yes. We can see things. Yes. Um, yes. One of my earliest teachers is this man here, Bruce Lee. Really? Bruce Lee. Yes, of course. Yeah. When, when I got to university, that mm. was the first poster that I saw on the wall for joining the club, Wing Chun. So I'm a student of Wing Chun. Are you? Yep. I have been a student of Wing Chun my whole life. And what? This this is his daughter's book, Shannon. Be yes. Yes. And, yes. And as, as we're pouring clean glasses of water every yes. week. And I listened to Bruce Lee. I watched all of his movies. I listened to his philosophy. Where do you get him? I keep asking people, who do you trust? to give you the information that you will actually ingest and consume. And yeah. I keep telling them to watch Brother Roland Martin. I keep telling everybody, <laughs> pay your $1, your $2, however much you can afford. If you want to get some learning, Julian Malvo on a Monday with Dr. Omakongo. Oh, of course. Two days show, yes. All of the people, and then of course yourself and Reese. Nah, and, man. And, and oh yeah, Reese, Reese, no question. Man, oh. you build the bridges, Oz. You know you a Pan Africanist, <laughs> sir. That tweet you dropped out about Marcus Garvey, the petition on the day you're at your mother's. Oh man, yeah. of course, of course. Well, we had to do that, I signed it. I never signed anything to any president. What you say, I, as you say. <laughs> hey, I'm grateful, man. I mean, because again, I mean, our, our elder wants it, our Baba wants it. I mean, say, okay, brother, because you can't. I mean, Garvey, you know, as you know, because he, of course, when he made transition, he was there. Yes, they were there in 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 London. Yes. I mean, just living kind of like hand to mouth, still fighting with the with the UNIA man and had the strokes and. But as I mean, one of the things, I, many things that I love and respect about you, man, in addition to just being a. a World class intellect and a deep Pan Africanist man committed is that you make it your business to like Cedric was saying. You know we don't make the connections; we have to make the connections. You you embody the connections, brother. You embody the connections, and you find time to do it. I am convinced that they can't know or suspect who you are <laughs> in this space. I mean, I know here across this little strip of water between us yeah, that, yeah. you know, your presence, your uh, uh, being attuned to how these things resonate anywhere we find ourselves is not only been instructive to me, it is invaluable because it gives us a model of how to be with each other, brother. And I just tell you, man, no, no, yes, of course. And thank you. I mean, thank you. This is uh, and I'm right, I'm right with Karen. You, you, man, you, you, you are elder, you at the center of that, brother. It's a different thing now, man. It's a different Karen, thing. Karen, Karen sent me a message this morning and I on Twitter and, and she said, Can I come in? And I said, What? Of course I can come in. How can I not come in and, and, and join? How can I not be in class and be in class? How can I not? No. no. Well, that's nothing. You don't have no clock over there because we we just all you act like what time is it in yeah. London? <laughs> time here now is it's like uh, it's eight twenty p.m. Right. Okay. So all right. All right. And I, I was just curious because you know um, the connection to have you know London, Brazil. You know, for me, it makes our world so much smaller. I feel like yes. so much part of a collective yes. when when we're all hearing these voices. How did you find in class? 
quick question. You know what? I, I, I had I had been watching Roland when he was mm-hmm. on in his old studio, mm-hmm. and I've seen Doctor Carl was there one or two times, and uh, I, I can't. I, you know what? It all blurs into George <laughs> Floyd. It all blurs at, at last. You know, twentieth of, of of May, twenty twenty. Oh yes. For whatever reason, I mm. found episode thirty-seven in Castle oh. Cup because I didn't start from number one. And when I found episode one, then I went back and I watched everything in about a, a couple of days. Whoa! And I was commenting on, I was literally. And since then, I, I've been with Roland every night. I've been, you know, in class every day, every Saturday. Uh, Doctor Zinyata, if I can. So for me, it's like me going back to school again. Just to learn the things, wow! To kind of see how clearly I, I understand where I sit, and, and you know, you know what's happening here in the UK just a little bit. It's, it's, not, not even, not nearly enough. That's what I'm saying. No, you, man, it's pure it, it, the stupidity here. You know, we got hungry children. It's, it's stupidity. Uh, there's no other word to describe it. stupidity. But because of their stupidity, they don't, as you said, Doctor Carr, they don't mind crushing the country. No, they don't, they don't care, right? They don't care. They don't care about the you know the ordinary people. So for me to be able to join some dots, I'll shout out to to Gina Roberts for this. Oh book yes, because Gina put this book up on 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 Nubia, and then when as you know how the British Empire was being constructed, yes, they had their children born there in in India, send them to Sandhurst Military School in the UK, right and then send them to go and do death and destruction in, in Nigeria. And right. That's right. So pa- Paddy Doherty, he's he spoken to an Indian art, uh, economist. 45 trillion is the amount of money that the British government owes India in reparations. It's over 45 trillion. trillion. Paddy, it's a societal altering sum of money. And that's just India. That's right. That's right. A societal uh, altering and, oh. and he he mentioned another gentleman uh, at Connecticut University, Thomas Kramer. He's done a study for reparations to African Americans. It's in, it's the the task is impossible to calculate. No, it is impossible. Yeah, and so I could talk about that with more more offline because he's got a, a figure, but he's got a document which I have. I want to share with you guys, and and we can talk about because I'm going to have a discussion about that on Clubhouse with some scholars because we need to unpack it because people yes. don't understand. Yes, Christians yes. are owed reparations. I, I say this every single day. I'm glad I saw said that. We don't know what's going on in Brazil because we don't speak Portuguese. We don't hear their voices enough. That's right. What's happening to brothers and sisters in France is inhumane. Oh, oh no question. It's inhumane. No question. You know, so we need to lift people's voices up. We need to give them the courage. Because sometimes it's the courage. That's why I like what Dr. Cornel West says. The indifference to evil. Is worse than the evil itself. No question. There if it you is. Remain That's silent. Right. That's right. When you see these kind of things happening and you say nothing, okay, then there's a problem. That's right. There's a problem. So I'm trying to share knowledge with people who want to listen. That's right. I can. That's you true. can take a horse to water. It doesn't have to drink the water. Nope. It doesn't have to drink the water. No. Nope. I will. I will offer you that water. I will, right. offer you, I will always offer you the water. That's an evil thing. Have you eaten? You say it all the time, Dr. Carr. African yeah. tradition. Have you eaten? Why you eat? If That's you right. eat, everyone That's should right. vote. Same way. Right? That's right. Well, so, if, but if you, if, you, if you lead a horse to water and you yourself are a horse and you take a drink, 
that water that horse may then follow you. You know what I'm saying? With our people like, go drink. Hey, well, I ain't see you drink. Well, are you even a horse? I mean, our people trust is what you say. Trust you build yeah. trust. And, and, and I, I hear you when you're talking about the ADOS people and the FBAs and there's some. And I'm not mad at It's even worse than you know, Dr. Carl. Oh, it's yeah. even worse than I didn't, you know. I didn't want to give them any pleasure. <laughs> yeah, we're not living in that space. We're building we're not, space. We're not, we're not. And that's why I'm happy that I'm here. Because I, you know, Karen, every time you drop a video with one of your hosts and your guests, I'm like, yeah, this who's Karen got today? And I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is great knowledge. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm telling you, I'm loving it. So you you two are my first black teachers in my life. Oh, both of you. Him more than me, but I, you know, as you, um, your, your interaction in Nubia makes makes my heart warm because that space was created for just what you guys do every day, and it makes me know it's not even been six months that we no. can, we may not have the four hundred years of the interaction that Larry talked about, but we, in six months, we've been able to do something that I. Yeah. Only envision, and now I see come to fruition, and it's because you brought your brick and everybody yeah. in there are theirs. Uh, and, and it's not just me. I, I want to shout out to, to Jermaine as well in in Nubia. Jermaine, that young man is just dropping some links to, to, to <laughs> Gerald Horn all the time. Yes, Shepherd and 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 Garrick, and you know, there's just so many brothers and sisters. Just oh yeah, Gary. always building, right. and and you know, when I, I just got so many browser type vocal, just trying to find how I'm gonna bring the knowledge back to it because it's. We just need to know just the right things. Yes. And then we can, as you said, drop a breadcrumb and then let yes. people go off and then do the Amen. research. And I want to do a bit more writing on Nubia and I'll drop some links in Twitter I or wherever. Like I can, you know, that's what I want to do. So, well, I, I, let's I, talk, you know, we got the hub too. So we got many outlets. Okay. My okay. father's I, house I, is I, many mansions. I'm just saying, we got, <laughs> yes. we got, yes. we got ways to get things yeah. done. All right. Well, thank Oz, you so thank much. you. Love and you. respect to you, Dr. Carr. Thank you so much. And I, I'm Very glad I know you. And because of you, I know your mother. And uh, may she rise like Ra and and find her ancestors. And I'm I'm really happy for you guys. Thank you so much for bringing me in. Thank you, Karen. All right. Um, We've gone longer than we've ever gone. But that's okay. It needed to be. Is it possible? Because Larie's back. um, I want to just, just, you know, come full circle, you know, as, as we finish out 100, we have so much more to do. Oh yeah, we got everything. We got everything to do. And I want to, you know, kind of focus on what what happens next because Larry dropped the whole stink bomb and then left about the four hundred years. So had to make sure nothing flooded out. Did they get right? I'm good. I'm good. We We needed that. We needed that. We needed to know Uh, that first. You know, Karen, it's funny because when you say that, you know, what we're doing here is different. What I was putting in the chat here is the fact that it's like going from a, a McDonald's diet where you've been raised on McDonald's or a colonized diet your entire time. When you first eat a salad, you're like, ew, where am I? You know, my big fry, I need fries. Where's the grease? What do you want me to eat? This rabbit food? What is this? Right. And once you have curated and decolonized your diet, and you are able to take in foods that are healthy, not just because they're healthy, but because you have developed, you have trained your taste buds to enjoy the taste of healthy foods after being raised on junk all the time. Yes. Narrative is like the, the decolonization kitchen. And the instant the content that's coming out of there is teaching us to change our appetite for uh, something that we can believe in. Right. I was uh, I'm listening and reading to the book Free Water, uh, Amina Lukman Dawson. And there's a section in there where one character says to the other character who who can't work the sling. He's newly freed. He's with the Maroons. He's trying to work the sling. He's scared. He's still traumatized. And she said, you got to believe you can hit something. 
And for a lot of us, we got to just believe, gotta and believe. the information and the data to support the idea that we can win. And when I said that before, before I had to run to the door, um, what I meant to, what I would have finished by saying was that while they were able to plan in open lit rooms and in, 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 and have open free flowing conversations, we had to whisper. Right. We could be killed for trying right. to have these conversations. Right. But now, you know, we still have that. And, and so as a survival skill, we would meet out in the woods. We would talk very, very quietly. We would have survival skills that would allow us to navigate the space that we were in. As we're trying to be free, I feel like we have to let go of the survival skills that were required for us to endure enslavement and cultivate a new set of survival skills that will allow us to thrive as free people. Mm. And so being able to openly plan is a luxury, right? Being able to have a narrative space is a luxury. Our ancestors, they didn't have that. They weren't able to sit down and have a Maroon's medicine cabinet where we could learn all the, the meaning of the foods and how to prepare it. We had to teach quietly in the kitchen and give them some sort of food and then give us something else. So right. we have the ability to plan openly and have that space. And that's mm. what Karen with you and Dr. Carr and all of the brains behind this have done is created an institution that gives us the knowledge to adapt our culture to be what free people need when we have really been sustaining ourselves off of a culture that allowed enslaved people to make it through. And yeah. so that I have to say on a hundred episodes, thank you. Thank you. Because, you know, Karen always says she was spending seven years tilling that soil uh, on them airwaves and getting the, the appetite prepared to be able to come in at this point when all of the work of changing the appetite has already been prepared mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. to have platforms that you offer to all of us to, to be able to take that information and soar, to take that new curated appetite for loving our people and believing unapologetically that we mm -hmm. can win and soar, mm -hmm. that's a legacy. And I'm, I'm so grateful. Oh, I say, I say, so no, I'm, I'm grateful to you, I'm grateful to you. Yeah, let me ask you, sis, I mean, because, I mean, you've been doing this work in various ways and formations now with, and you have... For quite some time, you have a lot of momentum of memory, not only of things that work and things that don't work. How do we? What what has been your experience, and then how how does that feed your vision of how we think about the question of access, for example? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think about the things that have been most influential in my life in terms of these kind of conversations we've had. I love I love that kind. That's beautiful. I mean, the question of decolonizing the kitchen, decolonizing our tongue, decolonizing our minds. And they were, they're often things that are overlooked by people who, you know, are in the spaces that we have found ourselves in more often than that, the universities, media places, where there's a form of um, almost cultivating a sense of apartness, even among ourselves, you know, and then so, sort of, but the things that must, many things that have had the most influence on me came from the people who were the most overlooked or disregarded by people from those spaces. I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about access, because I think for me, one of the other things I'm saying right now, one of the things this process has done is really, I think one of the things really been most important for me and thinking about my people, I'm sure the same is true for you, your people, all of us really, is that the idea is that we have, we have removed this question of accessibility, or at least that's what we're always trying to do. So the people just come into the space. But what I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. You mean accessibility to spaces that we create or accessibility to spaces that give us greater access to whiteness? No, the first. And 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 not only the not only that, the the way people feel when they come into the spaces is is kind of like they're invited. 
Mm. They're inviting spaces. I mean, I think about your work at Mega Everest. I've always, I mean, and maybe that's a good example. From the first time I walked in Mega Everest, you know, the energy, the and by the energy, I don't even mean administration. I just mean the people. Right. Brooklyn, I'm you know those people, and I'm right. right. This should be like this is the HBCU. I don't take the labels off. Just I mean, <laughs> I would love to work in this place. You know, what I'm but but then we understand that that isn't that doesn't co-equal the, the 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 structure. You know what I'm saying? So I'm right. just wondering if you have anything because in this virtual space over these last couple of years, of course, we see, of course, you do it every day on the airways. You come, I mean, people will tune in. And say, oh God, thank God. <laughs> I was I'm not crazy and I'm learning and and I don't feel like they're telling me, okay, this is gonna close off, or, or I'm gonna or, or there's something I'm not gonna understand. I don't know. I'm just wondering. I maybe I'm not even here. I don't know if you have any thoughts about any of that. So I feel like culturally we pride spaces that are inaccessible. Like we we give them, we give them Man, a right. Of, you just drop bombs. Like, but if you think about it, Dr. Carr, like no, um, no, Greg, please, everybody be calling me Dr. Carr. You know, that's never been a thing. I mean, but go, wow, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. Let me listen, write that my down. mother, my mother raised me with some brought up. See, okay. This Dr. Carr today. Um <laughs> so when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to things that we place value on, we tend to more highly value spaces that we cannot access. And I have I've had a couple of guests on recently who have talked about sort of an African-centered way of viewing the world as opposed to a Eurocentric way of yeah. viewing world and one is integrative and and we the community is the the status of the community is the barometer for success and that's in the africanity approach but in the eurocentric approach the the status of the individual is the determination of success and with that comes this notion that if it is exclusive if it is not available to everybody it's got to be more valuable i think that's a very eurocentric approach to uh institutions that distribute knowledge it's a very eurocentric approach to who has a right to knowledge and when you are coming from from an African-centered space that says, no, we all sit in a circle because a circle indicates that we are all able to learn from each other. Yeah, I may technically be the facilitator, but I'm a facilitator of knowledge that we are all co-creating. Right. Yeah. And that is a, an African approach, I think, right. to information that I feel like has been very well replicated in this virtual space. So it's not that it's the, the fact that it is so accessible now that we have this new appetite is part of what makes it so attractive. Whereas in this other education paradigm that, you know, that version you're jailbreaking, it's the exclusivity itself that gives it a, a greater sense of, of yeah. power Ooh. and a greater sense of desirability. You speaking to my heart. No, seriously, that's so powerful. I mean, as somebody like say we we both work at these educational institutions, I I love the way you evoked the fam because, you know, these are people who didn't, who don't discriminate. It is so you just you just you just gave, you just gave us all. I know I'm sitting here scribbling and I know it's being recorded and we're gonna go back and look. But I mean, I like writing it as you're saying this that that's the language that speaks to the sentiment. It's almost like I mean, the the reaction side of course it feeds that like oh really this your this your joint right here tear it all down so yeah there's that feeling <laughs> you know and but then the other side is because because we are trained to hold up those of us who they select and put out in front of us and then too many of us go for that it's yeah. like no don't do that because like say the, I mean, earlier when Cedric said about black women, you know, I think about all these elders. They're they they're the those are the professor. I mean, you want to put the language of professor and teach. That's them. 
how could they how do we not look at them because we've been trained ex- mm. I'm sorry. I'm not even gonna keep ramping. You just you teaching you teaching this afternoon, sis. <laughs> that, that is a, a, the highest honor of my day to, to hear Doctor Carr say something of that nature. But Doctor Carr, I would say this: even that is a part of that skill set, though that survival skill that I mentioned uh, yeah. of valuing. Because part of the part of being able to successfully, I think, navigate the enslavement experience was learning how to center whiteness in such a way that you always made them comfortable. Absolutely. Like that was just, and, and that is a skill set we still have today. The better you're able to do the thing and, and debase your voice and make yourself more palatable, the more likely you are to have academic and, quite frankly, professional success, like if you're able to speak that language and, and deculture yourself in that way. And so that is a survival skill that still exists to this day. Like, quite frankly, those of us who are Black professionals owe a lot more to our success, uh, to our ability to engage in that level of code switching, no shade, uh, than to our actual intellectual capacity. So there's, there's that. But the idea of, of valuing what others have designed or have deemed to be most valuable. That is also a part of that survival skill. That is also a part of the survival skills that we brought with us off of plantations that quite frankly, is still very valuable and important for those of us who do not have a vision of jailbreaking those chains, jailbreaking the institution, jailbreaking all of those spaces that mm. have been intentionally designed to exclude us, that we keep trying to manipulate, contort, and squeeze our bodies to fit in just so. Oh. It's been just so. Oh. I'm a on in. Oh. And you'll see me. You'll love me. You'll value me right. in a way that you've been taught to never see me, love me, or value me. Absolutely. I mean, it, man, there's so much in this conversation that relates to that that pathology i mean that last thing you said i think about in googie writing in uh something mm-hmm. turning new where he's you know the, well he's actually writing about chino achebe going to the sake to the village this kid who's going to these white institutions goes to the village to get the sacred python so he can take it back to the school and show these white people that he has a culture but he doesn't realize you took the image you took the culture from your people to go show it to white and they don't care to begin with but i mean but then just before that as you you, you know you talk about this question of how we form ourselves and how we think about ourselves and how we had to have the code switching. You said no shade. So I'll just say, yeah, I, I say shade. Well, code switching is not a skill that should become part of your self image. I'm good at that. Yeah. You do understand that that foolishness is so funny that I was just looking at this, uh, this book on African-American language and they talk about African-American language system. And they said, one of the things is they say, we're not calling it Ebonics. Mm. But it was no shade toward it, but it was no shade toward Ebonics. What they said was those who come with the concept of Ebonics since the early 70s are saying they're making the argument and they say this is these are black linguists. They're saying that we don't not only don't we discount the argument, we agree with with it in principle and we support that. But this isn't that they said. The Ebonics folk who created the term Ebony Phonics are saying that whether you speak French, Spanish, Dutch, English, Portuguese, whatever. All, whatever languages they forced into our mouths, we absorbed into our African languages and used common grammar, common phonology to transform all of them. So the word Ebonics literally means this is our self-determining language. And if you mm-hmm. speak Ebonics, you can understand things in all these other languages. They're making the distinction that we're talking about African-American English. So where our debate is on creolization, our debate, and, it's, and it's important work, but AAE is not Ebonics. The difference is between you now, you now, you're 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 on the periphery of or subsidiary of or in conversation with this social structure. The Ebonics people are like English, French, Spanish, whatever. 
<laughs> these sounds and vocab we absorb into us. And the reason I'm raising that is because as you were talking, I mean, you're unfolding this just immediately before that, as you say, you know, we develop these survival languages, these survival tools, these survival skills. And it made me think about how Carter Woodson sees what's coming almost. And he's like, look, I'm writing about, you know what I'm saying? What's going on? And I'm telling y'all, and he would never say this. I'm sure if he was here, he'd probably slap me in the back of the head, but I'm just going to say it this way. Jim Crow, in all its terrible reality, there are elements of it that are a gift. We still have control <laughs> of our institute. Now, we could just solve this class problem and this we could have a force when he writes that chapter understand the negro we could man do you understand we're look we're already trapped here y'all are trying to get out stop turn back and look at each other and then du bois of course he gets it for real and then of course he just leaves because he says <laughs> negroes can't win because you're not gonna get the point that and he in 1960 when du bois says they're gonna change these laws mm. and when they change these laws here's what's gonna happen the kids are not gonna go to school they're going to take the, And he said, y'all going to have to now answer the real question. And the real question isn't the laws. The real question is race and culture. So Integrating. People say integration destroyed us. It didn't change segregation, but it allowed these structures to absorb a layer of the class that was trying to get in anyway, leave mm. everybody else trapped. And now, even unlike before, you got contempt for yourself, there was there wasn't this level of self contempt in Jim Crow. I That's just right. wonder how we. You know, That's just, right. Wow. That's oh. right. Yeah, I was asking an educator, and Karen, I don't know I don't, how long we got. No, I jumped in all time. We could be doing man. I only popped in because I had a vision, and this was it. So um, mm -hmm. I, I felt like the chemistry, and you know, Libby, I talked to you about filling in for me uh, before, because you, you're my heir apparent. I'm going to say that publicly. Wow. I want to sit in my seat. It's all kind of news breaking well, today. Yeah, huh? no, I'm just, you know, you always, I mean, this, this is the problem. We never, we never, um, in the last 40, 50 years, there, there's no succession plan, right? That, like, that is a huge problem. That's and it's not even about, you know, being here for, I got things that I want to do, yeah. and I want to make sure that this, this particular job continues, right? So you always, I'm always looking for somebody to sit in my seat, always. But it's, it's alchemy, right? So it's chemistry. Definitely you and I have a particular kind of rhythm. Isn't it? It's unlike anything else I've ever seen and I've had with anybody else. And maybe it's because of we're born a couple of days apart or right. we understand each other at a yes. visceral level. But Larie has an energy. No question. And it's that it's that law degree, it's that army it's brat, it's no the question. Jamaican, it's the, you know, it's all of the things. Yes. And it's just like, I don't know why it's not breaking through, but the world needs to know this woman. She's freaking brilliant. Yes. So I, I'm like, no question. No so question. watching y'all, I'm just sitting here like, wow. Yeah, I see it. You, right. you just kind of broke me a minute there, sis. No, I'm sorry. There it is. There I'm it sorry. Is. I just, you know, so time... They'll, they'll be time. Opening. You, that, that's the yeah. good stuff, right? <laughs> that's the opposite of broken. <laughs> I cannot, I, 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 it warms my heart. To yeah, hear you yeah. Like it, yeah. And I, I receive because my respect for you, Karen, I mean, and you know this, like I absolutely love you. I, I called the other day. I was like, Karen, we've gone from talking and really in depth on a regular basis, at least once a week for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> No, but I, I, you mean the world to me. This space means the world to me. Narrative 
and this institution and this potential means the world to all of us. And to to hear you say that means the world to me. This is no, I mean, but this can only continue when we pass the baton and we make sure that we pour into people That's the right. things and everybody, you know, it was it warmer the other night. Somebody, uh, what was it? Senyata's class, maybe it was yours, maybe mm -hmm. it was office hours. Someone said, My oh, it was office hours. A young lady came in and she said her mentor, she was on her mentor's account and she was talking about, yeah. you know, her mentor. And I was like, From the way she was talking about, That's you right. know, this woman who's pointing to her, I was like, this has to be the blueprint across the board. If you have something to give, give it. That's Build right. the next person who's going to run further than you. Give them <laughs> all of the things they need so that we can collectively get to where we're supposed to get to. Right. But a lot of us hoard because we want to be the special magical Negro, even among Negroes. We want to be the only one of doing course. the thing. We want the accolades. We want all of the attention for ourselves. And we never build the institution for the next person to come in, for the next person, the next one. And it should be five next people, not just no one. We got we get killed. No question. You know, so <laughs> I just want to say thank you for popping in and fulfilling yes. what I knew would be the thing. And now here we are, episode 100, but there's so much more happening. Yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you. We gotta have this conversation. We gotta just have extended form. I'm yeah. serious. This is uh, yeah, no, I I imagine, and I'm gonna hopefully and, uh, I don't know when Marie has time between parenting and, and the whole right. thing that she's doing, <laughs> but she should definitely teach uh something uh in in Nubia narrative, uh some sort of class, but we'll talk off mic about that. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk. yeah. Love, yeah. You love, love you guys. Love you, love you. That was wow. Thank you, Karen. That was a nah, good I, I didn't know, but I knew knew. So, like, you know, one mm -hmm. one of the things you you have um unearthed in me is to to trust in the the DNA, the ancestors that I yeah. that I that I rock with and and to know, you know, and and to to remove, you know, my my willfulness, because you know, we both bulls. So we gonna we're gonna put our will on a thing and then just let things be. You know, I was just talking about Sonyata the other day and you know, the, early on, she was, you know, she was in and she wasn't and I wasn't sweating it because yeah. if, you, if you're supposed to be here, you're going to be here. And that's, yeah. I'm like, not chasing anybody. I'm not sweating. Anybody. You're supposed to be here. Your spirit will, will let you know if this is something you want to do. And it's not for everybody. You know, right. some, some people have a very singular self, you know, centered way in which they want to move in the world. And that is fine. This is a collective. We are about building the world we want to live in because it we need to have that world. For our survival this is about our survival they out here killing us indiscriminately busting in people's homes while they're sleeping at six o'clock in the morning brianna taylor on her business both them john mind his business you know like there's no place safe you think your home is safe under the blankets at six o'clock in the morning you shouldn't be dead right now and yet we're gonna hashtag amir lock you know as we celebrate trayvon martin's birthday today you know so we're we're up against something at the same time. I'm confident that we have all of the tools we need. So yeah, we do, we do, we do. And, and I can't thank you enough. Again, I mean, we can end at this, and we'd like to say we've gone way long now. We, <laughs> yeah. but, but, that's, but that's okay. I mean, because it is. you know, uh, the the I think about again. I standing there in the vestibule of Kent Avenue Baptist Church on Thursday afternoon uh, evening in nashville as folks are coming in seeing people i hadn't seen in decades people who remember you know we all have that experience people who remember things about you that you don't remember about yourself uh the brother who he, he, his father had the little store across from where the first house that i remember living in on lawrence avenue in nashville before we you know went 
to the place we have now. And who remembers when my mother was sitting outside with me and then sitting outside with my brother and me teaching us. I don't remember that because I wasn't school age. My mother's always been a teacher, but he remembers. And he was the son of the brother who ran the place. Some of y'all from the South know something about uh, a, a little uh, concoction of leavings that is considered a delicacy called souse. I know what sauce is, right? I, mean, I know we know what scrapple is in Philly and then this kind of thing. Hoghead cheese. Man. I'm talking about sauce meat. <laughs> y'all know about that sauce meat. But anyway, he, they had one little side of the building. The other side was a beauty parlor and the sister who ran that uh, her, went to Kane Avenue and went to school with her daughter. And I think about standing there and seeing these elders, seeing these age mates, seeing so many others and understanding that none of us, none of us, none of us comes into this world alone or by ourselves. We were created by two people and then none of us becomes who we are by ourselves and 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 i'll end with this in, in gratitude and thanks to you karen for this professor hunter for this 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 space because everything that you know that you're you know urging us to do visioning us to do bringing us in to do that we're doing collectively but that you with your unique set of gifts have the capacity and and not only that temper by the character to say yeah i'm in i want to and then and up to and including the notion of what, as the ancient Egyptians would say, medu yavu, training your replacement. That is the purpose of education, to train your replacement. So that they keep keep it going and put their thing on and then train their places. As Frankie Lane said about my mama, you can't see her, but you see me, this kind of thing. As you have done that, it has fed my spirit because my utter contempt for our oppression, which I share, I think, with all of us, we all have that. It has given me a space to not only diminish that, because that should that too should never be at the heart of us. That should that that thing will corrode you if you that that's the thing you live for to fight this system. No, that's going to corrode you. You have you have to get that off. You see the thing that feeds you that's deep within you can be there. This space, my my finally my my real feeling. And this is a feeling that was born in me, bred in me by my mother, my father, my family, my community, those black people who loved us and nurtured us, even when we didn't necessarily know that's what they were doing. The real feeling is, I could summarize it in a word, one single word, and that one single word is what you have managed in your brilliance and genius and gifts to provide a space for us to do. And that is everybody everybody well we need to be no every, everybody well we can know everybody but we need no 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 everybody because when y'all see me and you see karen you see Lurie, when you see as when you see cedric when you see ajua when you you see everybody you see everybody and for me if it ain't everybody it's nobody that's the turn over the table part but I got to get past that. You know what I'm saying? You got to get past that. Because everybody is the thing that's deepest in us as human beings. We just want everybody to be, You shot somebody? That Hold on. Yeah. Give voice to that. Why? Because you are preventing everybody. I just try and go to work. 
No, you shouldn't even want that DoorDash job. Brianna, why are you working all them damn hours when you know you want to go to school? Because you done built a system where everybody don't get education. Everybody, you know, everybody doesn't have to. No, no. Everybody. 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 <laughs> so anyway, thank you for making this everybody. Thank you. Oh. Mm. 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 Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> Uriah sent me a one minute clip. I'm a, I'm just gonna have to post this. I'm gonna post it. How it all began. Our first one. I don't know if I'm oh, able okay. to share the screen. I'm not able to share the screen. Uriah's. Yeah, uh, oh, it's only one minute. He's still Uriah's like the key master. He got yeah. he got key permission right. on your own platform. Right. Wait, hold on. Let me see if I can do it this okay, way. Okay. Um, just. Uh, Windows Chrome tab. Uh, where is it? When yeah, I suck, I suck at this right now. Mail. Mm. No, all right. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm just gonna post it on Twitter. Thank you, you raised though. Let me thank everybody. Uh, thank you. I, wanna, yeah, I definitely want to see it. Oh, I should mention the other thing we talked about, Karen. At the joint, and it wasn't just South Meat. We sitting there talking. Anyway, I I won't even go into the story about my mama and her adopted grandmother who became my mother who became my adopted mother lived across the street from us. We grew up, but they had a brother. His name was Mr. A Banks. You know, I never we was trying to figure out what A Banks' real name was Thursday night. Well, A Banks, what's Mr. A Banks? Mr. A Banks used to drive over Joe, Joe Johnson Avenue in North Philly, a uh, North, good Lord, North Nashville, and he would fill up a jug with brown water. I said, You talking about sulfur water? And we was like, Yeah, you know, all folks used to drink sulfur water. It says it's sulfur water, right? It, it, it says good for he's got minerals. So my, my, my cousin, uh, Uncle Virgil's oldest son, Virgil Jr., who looked just like his daddy now. I mean, these cats, man. He's, Virgil Jr. came over standing. What y'all talking about? We talking about sulfur water. And we was like, you know you know what that was, right? What? Industrial waste. See, the plant. <laughs> and, and some of y'all know about sulfur water. People would go, black people would get this water. It would be coming yeah. out of factories. They had spigots and they said, well, it's got rich in minerals. It's not, it's not mineral, it's rust. Do you understand that this stuff came out the machined? Any group of people that would take this kind of poison. <laughs> and Mr. Abanks used to stink from the inside. I loved him, but you couldn't go back there in that back room. Yeah, exactly. That's the face you would make. <laughs> And Karen, look, I mean, many things I learned about you last year. I know one thing you do not like is them kind of odors. <laughs> your, no. your nose is so sensitive. I mean, it's so funny how many you times know. you will describe something in terms of its smell. You say, hey, that smell. <laughs> this is a person whose nose. <laughs> seen right now. Ooh. I feel so seen. No, oh, no, my God. But, but, but I'm saying we, we, are, we are from a group of people who has been forced to create those kind of turn those kind of things into something that and we can survive the poison we have consumed because we didn't have any options to get to the point where Sunyata Almond, where you know Lurie favors where where Karen Hunter has brought where Cedric Miles have we ain't got to drink no more sulfur water. <laughs> no more no more, no more clean, clean fresh clean, clean water that's it water yes <sighs> Woo, on that note, um, Dr. Carr, again, thank you. I can't thank you enough, Adwa. Uh, we got to always honor the introduction, but then also oh, mm. make sure that we make way for the next, for the next, for the next, for the next. And uh, yes. I know they're in the chat, so somebody else is going to be picking up the baton and, and carrying us to the next place. But no I'm I'm humbled to be here every Saturday with you, and I look forward to what's coming up. I say, I'm looking forward to what's coming up now. Get some rest. I'm probably gonna go ahead. You, you need some rest. You just oh. got you when, whoo, watching you. Oh, 
Um, no, no, shout, shout out. I should shout out to the hazes, to the cars, to the community, because I promise you that love and that love is not is not unique. That's the that love y'all show us over these last couple of weeks. It's the love we show ourselves. So everybody who makes transition, everybody, please understand how much of an honor it is to be part of a community where the love you show to us is the love we show to each other. We're teaching each other, y'all. And I want you to know how much that means to my family. By my family, I just mean the one that I was born into in blood and experience. But now that family includes all of us. Thanks to you. You, Karen Hunter. Everybody. You. All of us, yes. But we here talking like this in this format. You, Carl, you raised, but you, thank you. I love you. Thank you so much. See you next Thursday. Next uh, Thursday. See you in office hours. Yeah, office hours. See you Monday. And see some of y'all tomorrow with uh, Maroon Medicine Chess. Oh, see definitely. some of y'all in in Nubia, and definitely on Monday. And hey, y'all uh, bring y'all bricks now for real, because part of this is you know we gotta you know everybody who needs to be is being, but we get to make choices. We have to make choices. The people who are fighting us have institutions in place, not because they built them; they inherited them. But the people who started them as 400 years ago or 300 years ago, or 200 years, 100 years, they made some deliberate choices. They were they were coercive. They were violent. We're building this out of generosity, love, out of freedom. Unfortunately, until we get that feeling so deeply engendered that we do the thing that is the right thing because we have had our diets altered, we often find ourselves more responsive to coercion. And that doesn't help. That doesn't help. It may look like it helps, but that, so come on, y'all. Let's 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 continue to dig deep and get that Eve and bring it out. And let's bring our people. Let's bring our people. We're building something where they can't touch us because ultimately they can't touch us. And ultimately they can't even touch themselves. We'd save them too, but that's stage two. <laughs> stage one now stage is one stage one's us. Stage one gotta be us. We're team us, as you say. Love you.